This is Podco Media Networks. It's the Demystifying Data Podcast with Chris Clegg, where we deconstruct the tools and techniques marketers need to make data more actionable. Here's Chris. Hello, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Demystifying Data. I'm your host, Chris Clegg. And what I want to do is continue with the stuff that we've been talking about over the previous couple episodes with this idea of benchmarks and how we use benchmarks. And we talked about benchmarks when it's in the context of selling a campaign. We've talked about it in the context of evaluating a sponsorship or looking at whether or not a sponsorship package is going to be a good deal for the brand. But I want to talk about it now in the context of you've got the program and you're getting ready to start execution. And there's a couple things in here that we want to keep in mind when we're thinking about how we can use the historical data that we have in a database to better understand what we're doing and what those outcomes are and interpret those outcomes in a context that's going to be meaningful and actionable. And there's really three parts to it, isn't there? There's the planning stage. So when I'm getting ready to put my execution together and uh, I'm starting to establish what my my KPIs are, my key performance indicators, what am I looking at and how am I thinking about my data? And then when I'm in the middle of it, when I'm executing and I'm delivering status reports, what am I doing with benchmarks to understand whether or not my performance is high or low and what that means to me as a manager or me as a brand manager looking at my agency? And then when I'm delivering final reporting, I'm delivering recap reports, How am I using benchmarks to really understand what worked, what didn't work, and where things are going? And that recap report, that recap report has to be your strategic roadmap to future marketing. It has to be the thing that properly summarizes what you've done so that you can use it intelligently the next time. And if you are not at that level with your recap reporting, then really the program becomes nothing more than a memory. It becomes a good feeling. It becomes something that that is in the past. It never existed. If you don't have data that shares with you how to leverage it, it's gone. And so a good plan is going to complete the loop there and give you a tool that makes you an ever-growing and ever-smarter marketer. And uh, I'm going to argue that that comes from, and is most possible, when you have a well-organized archive of, of historical campaigns and you, that you can lean on. So let's start with the first, start with KPIs. So I'm always going to champion this idea that when it comes to experiential marketing, there are three questions that we want to focus in on. And those three questions should guide our thinking around uh, how to measure the performance of really any marketing, but I'm applying it here to experiential. And those are really how often am I reaching the right consumer? Question one, when I reach that consumer, am I creating intent where it didn't previously exist? And then under what circumstances, third question, am I doing this in a way that's generating a positive ROI? Or really, where is the ROI strongest within the suite of things that I'm doing that define this particular campaign or suite of events? And so to those ends, with those three questions as our agenda, The KPIs from a planning perspective are really about taking the macro numbers, the macro metrics that I promised in my proposal or that I required in the RFP into micro metrics that are manageable. And so what does that mean? So a macro metric is something like, 
you know, 94,500 engagements across 175 event days. And that's a good, those are good numbers to define a scope of work. You're defining, a, uh, it, it immediately implies budget implications, calendar requirements, a number of venues. Any good marketer is going to look at that and say, okay, I got to distribute 94,500 samples one sample per consumer across 175 event days, they can easily build a full budget around that and a full program around that. And that's probably a good part of the metrics that were used in designing and selling and purchasing the campaign. But those are macro metrics. And those macro metrics, while good at defining a scope of work, they're terrible from a management perspective. And so in order to turn those into KPIs, you need to bring them down to the manageable level. And so an example of bringing that to the manageable level is is doing the division, dividing the 94,500 by the 175. And I think you end up with 540 engagements per day. In order to reach that number, in order to get to 94,500 samples across 175 days, you're going to have to average about 540 engagements per day. And so that's what you promised. That's what you sold. Or if you're on the brand side, that's what you're expecting. That's what you asked people to deliver for you. That's what you bought. You bought 540 uh, engagements per day. Now, is that impossible or is that easy? We don't know yet. And that's where you have to have some kind of precedence. And, and I say we don't know. We're not working in a void. And, you know, the, the collective wisdom of the folks in marketing on the brand and the agency side, they're going to look at that number and they're going to say, hey, no way. If you've got a retail schedule where I've got four hours a day in retail is where I'm permitted to be, people know what they're doing. It's, they're not going to hit 540 a day. Or if they're at a state fair for 16 hours for 175 days, they're doing a tour of state fairs, you know, they're going to look at that and say that 540 is ridiculously low. We're going to do much better than that. We got nine people at 16 hours. We should blow that 540 out of the water. So there's that aspect of things. The gut wisdom of the room is often going to be as good as the uh, historical benchmarks. But when it comes to the variation, when it comes to the highs and the lows and knowing when I'm high and when I'm low, that's where you need some kind of orderly system to judge and evaluate. And so looking at historical benchmarks, looking at historical engagements per day for venues that relate to your activation schedule or for sampling within your industry, that's going to start to provide you with some real insights on whether or not this 540 is high or low, or really what the range might be. And when are you exceeding that range on the high end, which could define best practices, or whether you are below that range on the low end, which defines areas that you're weak. And, and that weakness may come from the performance of the team, the marketing team. It could be that you've got a bad tour manager on the Southwest assets and they need to be retrained or replaced. Or it could mean that, you know, you had two weeks of really bad weather. And, uh, and you know that from your daily recaps from field staff. And this is just to be expected. And it's going to correct itself automatically as you move into a different market or as you move into a better weather condition. But either way, it's the areas that you bring your attention to. It's the areas that help you focus. And it's those micrometrics that make that possible. So in the planning process, when we're establishing KPIs, we're bringing the macros down to micro. And there's a number of different ways you can do that. You can look at it as samples per event day. You could look at it as cost per sample. 
If it's a very budget-driven type of campaign or the client and brand team is very budget-driven, you might look at it in that context. Or if you've got a large number of staff and you've got a lot of variation in the number of hours you're executing for any given event day based on the execution strategy, then maybe you bring it down to the hour level and you say, hey, I want to look at how many samples am I distributing per hour so you can standardize across your event days. In the planning process, you're working through those numbers, you're looking at what those numbers are, and then you're comparing them to historical benchmarks to know whether you've got an uphill battle, whether you've underestimated yourself and this is going to be really easy, and what that range might be, what you can expect reasonably. And so now you're in the middle of the execution, and now you're coming along, you've got the startup kinks worked out, and you're just, you're trucking and you're delivering your status reports. And there's going to come a point real quick in those status reports that if you are not referencing some kind of goal or benchmark against those KPIs, they're not going to have any meaning. If you don't know up front that 540 is your goal and that you expect a reasonable range to be as low as, say, 450 and as high as 600, if you haven't laid that out and you're not reporting those expected ranges in your status reports, as along with what your actual performance is, then you're really not able to get some meaning from it all. You're not able to really understand where things are because there has to be some context. Now, sure, that may be a little bit overstatement because you're going to be able to look week to week or however frequently you're delivering those status reports. You'll be able to look at that and there might be variation there from week to week. That's going to have value for you. And, and certainly you've got to be calculating run rates so that you are looking to see what you're projected. Run rates, if you're not familiar with them, they're fairly simple. So you've got 175 events planned, for example, and let's say you've done the first 30 or 40 of them, and you look to see what you're averaging. So if you look across those first 30 or 40, maybe you're averaging, let's say, 500 per event day. And when you multiply that across the overall number of events, of 175, you know that if you stay on that average, you're going to finish at around 88, 87,000 engagements. And if your goal was 94,000 engagements, then you know that that what you're currently averaging is a little bit low. So you might want to look at uh, increasing your activation plan or or reinforcing the targets for the folks on a daily basis, uh, whatever. You might be trying to kind of your, your goal is 540 a day, but you're averaging 500 and that's going to put you a few thousand below target. So those run rates are certainly going to be insightful also. But again, the benchmarks give you context. The benchmarks bring it back home and tell you whether or not it's an uphill battle, whether you're right on track. And then there's delivery. You know, you've finished the program, you've delivered status reports, things were trucking along, and it went well. You dealt with issues as they came up. You identified best practices, and you, you communicated those across multiple field teams so that everybody could benefit from it. You uh, saw areas that were weak before it was too late to fix them, and you righted the ship. And, and now you're done, and you're delivering your recap report. And uh, this is where comparisons of your actual performance to benchmarks are going to be incredibly powerful because you're not just delivering photo albums and receipts. Your recaps need to be stronger than that. You're not just delivering a sum of engagements and, and uh, here's my impression number and here's a lot of photos of smiling consumers that look like the right kind of people. It, it's more than that. You're, you're delivering a robust analysis that's based on those three questions around reach, impact, and return on investment. And, and as you're summarizing that in your recap report, because you're creating really good roadmaps to future execution, 
you're going to come to a place where the stakeholders turn to you and they understand it and they may believe, okay, these numbers look good, but how do they compare? Are they good? Like if you have an ROI of 200%, you know, that two to one return, is that what other people also get? Is that what other industries also get? How do we compare and uh, what should be our stretch goals next year? Those are the kind of questions people ask when those recaps are wrapping up. If they're not asking those kind of questions, they're not engaged and your report didn't do its job. But hopefully they are asking those kind of questions. And this is where you being able to come back and say, yeah, you know, in this industry, we see that ROI averages between 174% and 215%. And so your 200% return is strong, but certainly isn't the ceiling. And even though the peak of the benchmark might be 215%, doesn't mean you can't exceed that. And then you segment that benchmark to then look to see where areas were stronger historically and where they weren't. What were the scenarios that generated even stronger ROIs, um, maybe different types of venues or different markets. And you compare that to what you did and you use that to create this roadmap that's going to define a future activation strategy that's going to be stronger and better and and uh, just reflect smarter marketing and your marketing will get continually better year over year. And that's the idea behind benchmarks when you're in it. So you use those KPIs to establish what you're planning to do, what your goals are, and you reference those goals as a combination of what you promised by making them macro oriented, by making them 540 instead of 94,000, 540 per day. And then you use those, use the benchmarks to understand whether you got an uphill battle or whether you have got a, uh, uh, you're on easy street, it's not going to be a problem. And then when you're delivering your status reports, you're looking at benchmark ranges to understand how that compares to your ups and downs and whether, and when you're falling outside of the ups and downs that would otherwise normally be expected, you're acting, you're acting on high numbers as best practices and low numbers as things that need management attention. And then when you're delivering recaps and you're sharing impact measures, you're sharing your actual efficiency data, you're looking at what your actual cost per engagement was or your actual ROI, you're sharing benchmarks that provide uh, ranges that help the client understand what should be stretch goals in the future and how your overall performance compares. And you're segmenting the heck out of all of it to figure out what are the things that you have the most control over to create better returns in the future and how have other people done that same thing. And that's what it's all about. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Hopefully you found some value out of that and it's going to be something you could use next year or this year to have even better recaps and even stronger planning and better overall marketing processes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. We certainly love having subscribers. It helps us out a lot. And you're going to be able to get notified of future publications right away, easily. We publish every Wednesday. So please stay tuned in and and keep listening. You can always DM questions at Portma. If you tweet, you can email us at info at Portma.com. And uh, we certainly um, enjoy doing this. I hope you enjoy listening. And most importantly, I hope you're having a great day. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will talk to you again soon. Tune in next time as Chris Clegg continues demystifying data. Meantime, head over to demystifyingdata.co to learn more.